This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about taking leadership to the next level. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember, leaders make things happen. My passion is to help you lead more effectively. Welcome to episode number 24, New Year's Launch Call, launching a powerful 2014 with some great goals. Now, some of you are going to be listening to this uh, right away, the first couple of weeks of January. That's awesome. Others of you later in the year. And you know, regardless of when you're listening to this, I think it's always good not just to get hung up on New Year's resolutions, but to really get hung up on goals to look at them periodically, to review them periodically. A great time is the first time of the year, but any time is a great time for goals. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, but I do believe in goal setting. Here's what's wrong with New Year's resolutions, and I was watching a little bit on Facebook and Twitter in the, over the New Year's uh, weekend and week and holiday and noticing some of the crazy New Year's resolutions. Uh, in fact, uh, we were watching the ball drop in New York City on Times Square on New Year's Eve, and they were going around the crowd asking people their New New Year's resolutions, and they, they were pretty funny. Everything from, I'm going to find my love, to I'm going to get married, to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> all kinds of cool ideas, great ideas. But the one thing that struck me about all those New Year's resolutions is they were va- vague and fuzzy. A great dream and aspiration, but vague and fuzzy. Here's what I don't like about New Year's resolutions. They tend to be spur of the moment. They tend to be pie in the sky. They tend to be unrealistic, like I'm going to lose 40 pounds by swimsuit season. Why just think about goals once a year when New Year's comes around? If that's the only time we think about it, it's probably not too good, and we're probably not really going after new things. The thing about goals to me is going after new things. To have a New Year's resolution once a year tends to be like a Roman candle. It maybe flares, but it quickly goes out and fizzles. And you're left with nothing. Now, here's what I love about goals. They are uh, well thought out. They're realistic. Uh, I like to begin goals and cycle around and review them monthly, but I like to, to work in six months chunks. I think a whole year is, is a lot to bite off. So I'm right now working on my goals for the first six months of 2014. I think goals are an ongoing process, just not a uh, once a year thing. And why have goals? If I had to boil it down to one answer to that question, why bother with goals? It's to help you realize your dreams. It's to accomplish those things you dream about that you want to make happen, but that don't happen without some planning. So six things I'm going to cover today in the podcast. Number one, why bother with goals? Number two, what if I failed so many times that I want to try again? Number three, what are the important areas of your life that need goals? Number four, what makes a good goal? Number five, the importance of scheduling your goals. And number six, how to make an action plan and stick with it. So that's what we're going to do. And I just want to remind you that the notes for this talk, as always, are on my podcast at HansFinzel.com. Also, I have a, a new offer, some new training videos I recently produced. And you can find those at HansFinzel.com slash videos. Some great free videos based around my book, The Top 10 Mistakes Leaders Make, where I take the teaching of that book and break it down into simple little videos that can sort of take those teachings 
to the next level. Okay, let's get on with the podcast. And please, I'd love to hear from you. I've already heard from a number of people related to a conference call I did on this very same topic uh, in about a week ago. And I had a number of people saying they're really excited about going after some goals. Some people wrote me and said, you know, I've never done this before, but I want to try it. I'd love to hear from you. Go to HansFinzel.com. You'll see the notes and you can leave a comment. And that would mean a lot to me. Number one, why bother with goals? Well, Tony Robbins, one of my favorites, says setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. The first step in turning the invisible into the invisible. That's what I mean by when I say that the number one reason I think we should set goals is to make our dreams, which can be sort of invisible to reality, uh, which is visible. Goals accomplished help us grow our self-esteem and capability through new accomplishments. Once we've set some goals and we've accomplished them, uh, we feel better about ourselves. Uh, our, our capability increases. Our self-worth goes up. Now, I find that most of us want to make a difference in the world. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably want to improve yourself. You want to make a difference in the world. You want to become a better leader or a better follower. Most of us want to live life as fully as we can. Uh, so to annually draw a new line in the sand and claim a starting point for the next chapter is a good thing. Some people say that a new year is like a blank page. To me, it's like a new book. You could say it has 12 chapters, the 12 chapters of the month. Uh, each month is a chapter. You have a brand new book and the pages are empty. And we get to draw a line in the sand at this time of the year and think about how am I going to fill uh, these pages of my life? And so what's so important about setting goals to help us reach those dreams and those things that we haven't got accomplished, that we want to get accomplished, that we want to help take our life to the next level, our leadership to the next level, uh, to do more, to make a greater impact. And for me, it's a matter of acting instead of just reacting. Did you know that people will be happy to fill you? your time if you don't fill it. So number one, why bother with goals? Number two, what if I failed so many times? I don't want to try again. And I certainly understand this. I'm in my 60s now. So I've had over 60 New Year's. Okay. Now, of course, when I was a little baby, I didn't really get into that, didn't understand it. But certainly once I became a teenager and beyond and into my 20s, I began to understand um, how every year when the year turns and you have a fresh year and sometimes uh, we've all failed. We've all set goals and we've we've uh, set goals and we've not accomplished them. And some people say, I'm never going to set another goal because I don't want to set myself up for failure. Well, I'm going to show you how to set good goals, realistic goals. Usually when people set goals that they don't accomplish, they set too many, they're too complicated and they're unrealistic. But uh, what if you failed so many times and you don't want to try again? Well, I would say we've all failed. Give yourself some grace. Forgive yourself. Stand up, brush yourself off, and try again. You know, a great lesson from Pumbaa in the Lion King movie. He said, it's times like this that my buddy Timon here says you got to put your behind in your past. I think that's great advice. When it comes to our failures and the things we've not done well in the past, you know, let's put our behind in our past and let's look forward. Why bother trying if you failed so many times before? It reminds me of the story of Thomas Edison. Before he perfected the right filament for the light bulb, he tried nine to 10,000 different things searching for just the right material that would make a good filament. 
When a reporter asked him about failing more than 9,000 times, he said he hadn't failed, but he had found 9,000 items that did not make a good filament. <laughs> he worked well into his 60s and 70s and was a tireless entrepreneur. He did not let failure shut him down. Don't let failure in the past keep you from giving yourself grace, forgiving yourself, brushing yourself off, getting back up, and getting back in the game. We have a fresh new year to look at. Thomas Edison had this formula for his success. Number one, it takes time for greatness. Number two, be patient. And number three, persistence is the key to success. So that's my answer. If you have failed so many times and you don't want to try again, try it. Number three, what are the important areas of your life that need goals? This is a great question, and I think it's important that we break down our goals. Make sure that the goals you dream about, I would encourage you to take some time you know, get away if possible, go to Starbucks, go to go away for a weekend with your spouse, go away by yourself, but give yourself a half a day where you can dream about uh, what could be in the coming months, in the coming year. And make sure that, your dream about, that you dream about goals that really motivate you. They should inspire you to act. You don't want to set goals that are non-inspirational. Like I'm going to redo the plumbing in my house this year. Man, does that not sound, or I've got to fix my deck. Those are things, those are what I call to-do lists, but they're not dreams and goals. Uh, I'll talk about what kind of goals here in just a moment. But break your goals down into life areas and keep them simple. Really keep them simple. Don't overdo it. I would encourage you, especially if you haven't tried this before, I'm going to give you these six life areas, and I would encourage you to make one goal for each of the six life areas, and then just try to keep it simple, and don't try to overdo it. And then I'm going to give you a seventh bonus life area. Number one, family. Uh, family is so important to me, quality time. How about planning your family vacation now and budgeting to lay aside some money every month toward that? I've interviewed a lot of people about vacationing because I'm a big believer in taking family vacations and not being workaholics. I mean, we, I believe in working hard and playing hard. When I ask people why they don't take vacations, you can probably guess the two reasons. I don't have the time and I don't have the money. You see, to me, that's a lack of planning and a lack of goal setting. If it's important enough to you, you will schedule the time and you will lay aside the money. Family time is so important. Right now, I'm in the midst of planning our next family vacation for the Finzel family for the summer of 2014, and I'm going to be sure and anchor that event soon and book the place and, and uh, just make it happen because if we don't plan it, it won't happen. And I, I talk to so many people that don't take vacations, real quality vacations, and then they regret it. Who says at the end of their life, I wish I'd spent more time at the office? No, people say at the end of their life, their regret is they wish they'd spent more time with their family and their loved ones and their best friends. And I find that for our family, the most quality time we can get now that our kids are getting married and, and having their own kids is if we all go together to some place where we can get away for a week and we're just not distracted by life. So family is an important area. You need to make some goals for this year. Marriage. What about your marriage? How's that going? Time with your spouse, a date night, a quarterly getaway, that special trip you've been wanting to plan. I know people get married and never get around to having their honeymoon. Say, hey, we're going to get around to it. Set some goals for your marriage because 
A marriage does take work, and uh, this is what we've tried to teach our kids. Donna and I have been married for 38 years, and uh, I think one reason we have stayed together and, and kept a strong marriage is that we always prioritize some date nights and some periodic getaways as a couple and uh, not just be totally consumed with raising the family. Big, big uh, hobby of mine, <laughs> big hobby horse of mine. Number three, the area of health, your habits, your health habits. And these can be good and they can be bad. You know, some of us have bad habits we need to break. We're, we consume things we shouldn't or too much of things we shouldn't. Uh, moderation in all things is the best practice. Uh, how about our weight? How about our fitness? How about our regimen of working out and eating well? Uh, just don't set too many health goals and don't make them unrealistic, but but decide uh, on some specific health goals, habits that you're going to make or habits you're going to break or work on. Fourth area is uh, work, your day job. Uh, is there a promotion you're going to try for in the coming year? How about a change in the job? How about getting more customers or advancing and getting more clients? Or um, I, I don't know what it is for you, but all of us in our work should not just be cogs in the machinery that are trading hours for dollars, but we should have goals to um, increase our effectiveness in work. And so uh, what would you like to accomplish in your day job? Just a couple of things. Maybe it's a new a level of promotion, if you, uh, especially if you're in sales, where you can go to the next level of um, in your organization. Next area would be finances. This is a huge area. How are you doing at saving money? How are you doing at getting out of debt? How about getting some new income sources? I would highly recommend DaveRamsey.com. Dave is uh, the man, the guru on finances, and he can help you get out of debt and, and really get your finances squared away. But set some financial goals. Then finally, uh, number six, spiritual what about your time with God this year? What about spending time in his word and, and uh, reading good spiritual books that will feed your soul? What about spending time with God's people, a.k.a. the church and the fellowship? So set some goals there. And finally, the seventh bonus area I call BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. This would maybe be something, it would probably fall in one of the six areas I just mentioned, but it's something that you've dreamed about that uh, you've never been able to get around to do. And maybe this is the year to do it. Or maybe you're going to take two years. Uh, Donna and I are going to Greece uh, for our 40th wedding anniversary. It's coming up in a couple of years, but we're already setting aside money and making the plans uh, to go to Santorini because that's just a dream we have and we want to do it. Maybe it's that trip to Italy. Maybe it's that trip to Australia or New Zealand. Maybe it's that cruise or, or maybe it's uh, learning something new. Maybe uh, signing up for a course or going to a seminar, watching some webinars or listening to podcasts, reading some books, but increasing and growing in a specific area. Maybe you want to learn how to cook or maybe you want to learn how to fly fish. Um, for I'll give you an example. For 2030, I wanted to learn how to podcast. I only discovered podcasts at the end of 2012, and I, I just was fascinated by this new portable radio system. And I decided I would become the leadership answer man and, and make my own podcast. So I took an intensive course, cost me some money, but I made the investment in the spring of 2013, took a one-month online intensive course. And you know, it's amazing how you can do these things, even though you have a day job or a full-time job, because so many of these things now are based, uh, they're web-based and they're uh, you don't have to 
physically travel anywhere to take these courses. I took the course in the comforts of my basement at my house and did all the assignments and learned how to podcast. And you're the result of that a big hairy dream that I have that I fulfilled last year. So that's the important areas of life that you need for goals. Just a reminder, all these notes are at my website, hansvinzel.com, podcast number 24. Number four, the fourth area, what makes good goals? Well, first of all, what makes a good goals goals are written down goals. You got to write it down. Some of you like electronics. I'm a total technology junkie. I love computers and tablets and iPhones. And I'll give you a couple of uh, apps that are my favorite. Get organized when it comes to goals. You can't just put them on sticky notes. Either put them on a journal, a paper if you like paper, or even better to me, I like the electronic versions because I can keep it all organized and I can you know review it and I can tweak it because I'm going to talk just a minute about reviewing and tweaking and changing. And if it's you know if it's on paper, it's harder to tweak and to edit. But uh, two uh, software apps that go across all platforms, whether you're PC, Mac, iPad tablet, iPhone, smartphones, you name it. One is called Evernote. Evernote uh, is the personal organization system that Donna and I use to organize our lives. She even uses it for her grocery list now. And uh, it, the best way I could explain it would be to go to Evernote.com, look for the elephant logo, and watch the video that explains what Evernote is. Sometimes I try to explain it to people and they say, well, can I just keep those records in Microsoft Word? No. You just don't even know what you're missing. Evernote. The other thing is Wunderlist. W-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. Wunderlist was just voted by Apple as the app of the year. You realize what that means? That's like a motor trend car of the year. Wunderlist, W-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T, is the best list manager uh, out there on the market. It's made by Germans. Hmm, duh. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was just voted by Apple, the app of the year for 2013, Wunderlist.com. And you'll see why you need something like Wunderlist separately from Evernote, uh, because uh, you'll see as you, as you get in. But get organized. You've probably heard that goals need to be SMART. And SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. The simple fact is that for goals to be powerful, they have to be smart goals, not nebulous, not luck, not squishy, not, man, I just hope that I can, you know, uh, make a whole bunch of more money this year, or I just hope that I can get that promotion this year. I hope our marriage is better this year. I, I hope we can take a vacation. You know, that's fuzzy. That's nebulous. Smart goals specific. You know, I'm going to take this vacation in July. I'm going to start looking for the place and start making the plans. Measurable, time-bound, attainable. So specific, smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay, that is what makes good goals. The fifth area I want to talk about today is the area of the importance of scheduling your goals. Stephen Covey says, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Sean Myers, who we work with in the Juice Plus business, says, you don't achieve in life what you wish for or what you hope for. You achieve in life what you schedule. You got to schedule these things. Once you've made the goals and they're smart goals, you got to put them on your calendar. Hans Finzel, I like to say a goal without a schedule 
is a pipe dream. A goal without a schedule is a pipe dream. You've probably heard the illustration of the aquarium and the big rocks. I think it was Stephen Covey that first came up with this illustration. Not only is the coming year uh, a book with 12 empty chapters ready to be written upon, it could also be viewed as an aquarium that you're going to fill up with big rocks, little rocks, pebbles, sand, and water and marbles, and whatever else. Have you ever noticed that people will fill up your life if you don't fill it up? And and people who set goals and go after them, they are proactive instead of reactive. And they don't wait for their aquarium to get filled up by their family or friends or job or others, but they're going to proactively make sure some big rocks are stuck into that aquarium before it gets filled up with everything else. And then the big rocks, you can't put them in there. If the if it's already filled up with a bunch of small rocks and pebbles and marbles and sand, and there's no room to put big rocks in there. And there goes that, you name it, you fill in the blank, that thing you wanted to do this year that now you can't because the same reason why people don't do vacation. So a couple of illustrations. My kids are all growing up. So they're getting married. They're, half of them have moved away. So one thing that uh, Donna and I do is plan quality time with our adult children in terms of some vacations, in terms of like my son who lives uh, only 45 minutes away. I work to try to uh, have uh, lunch with him at least once every couple of months. That may sound like not much, but, you know, that that'll be six great lunches, just him and me. Uh, without the family around just so we can talk about whatever we want to talk about six times a year. Not bad. Donna and I, we love our date night. And of course, it was harder when we were raising kids. And I know a lot of you listening to this, you have a house full of kids and it's very hard. It's expensive. I didn't realize uh, how expensive babysitters are nowadays, but we have good friends in Chicago that are part of a babysitting co-op where you trade babysitting with best friends so you don't have to plunk down 50 bucks for a babysitter for the evening. Or maybe have family. You know, my wife and I love to watch our kids so that our our, uh, our grandkids so that our kids can go out on dates. But try to get those date nights with your spouse, um, the annual vacation. Uh, how about books? Time for reading. Uh, setting aside time for reading. Uh, putting that as a rock in your calendar every week and every month. Even if it's only, you know, I, I heard if you could read a, bu- a book, just read one hour a morning. You will read dozens and dozens of books in a year. How about that conference that you want to go to? How about that new thing you want to learn? How about finding that convention you want to go to and book it? Put the big rocks in. That's my message here. That's the importance of scheduling your goals. So you're going to go back to that list of those six life areas. You're going to make some great goals. They're going to be smart. And then you're going to start putting schedule to them. Uh, Another illustration, Donna and I have... um, decided that every Wednesday night is personal enrichment evening for the two of us together because we, we work together on uh, quite a few things. And uh, we're, we just want Wednesday evening to be no television, uh, no appointments. We're going to be at home. We're going to listen to podcasts. We're going to listen to videos, uh, webinars, and just uh, whatever, just do stuff together to enrich ourselves. Because you're not going to grow your business. You're not going to grow your profession if you're not growing as a person. So that's the importance of scheduling goals. Finally, number six, make an action plan and stick with it. This is not a straitjacket. It's not robbing us of freedom. But, you know, I think the number one reason people don't schedule is they fear losing freedom. And it's kind of a misnomer because, yeah, you know, I don't want to schedule myself so tight that I don't have the freedom to be spontaneous. And I I understand that because I'm a spontaneous person. 
but it's not a straight jacket. This actually helps us get what we really want. And don't schedule your time so tight that you have no time for spontaneity. There was a time in my life as a young man where I was so obsessed with scheduling. I scheduled every hour of every day for every week, and it was ridiculous. And I realized you have to have a balance, you know, schedule that stuff, but be sure and leave empty time on your calendar for all those life emergencies that come up. Like my car broke this week. I had to take it into the shop. That wasn't scheduled, but I had to get it done. This is helping us get what we really want, which does take time and work and determination. When you have it all in writing, it's time to go to work. And be sure to schedule a time every month where you can review at least these things. Review your progress, make some adjustments, tweak your expectations, and celebrate short-term wins. You know, that's so important to celebrate short-term wins. Sometimes we, I kind of live in the future. I sort of obsess on the next thing. I live by lists. I'm very driven type A personality. And I've learned to celebrate short-term wins and short-term victories. You know, whether it's our daughter's wedding last year, we worked so hard and so long, and it was awesome. And we just, when it was all over, we just glowed for a few days and just celebrated that amazing win. Or when I learned to podcast and launched my first podcast after all that work and investment, and, and I just, uh, I, I celebrated. Wow. You know, I'm not, not like I've got all the listeners I want yet, but... I got it done, so I'm just going to celebrate this short-term win. Or, or recently, we paid off our final credit card debt. That was a huge win for us that we celebrated. It took a lot of time and a lot of work, but it's worth celebrating. Celebrate those short-term wins. Tweak your expectation. Make adjustments. I like to review my goals like the last day or two of every month as I'm looking toward the next month and then have a more concentrated time uh, once every six months to review the whole thing. Kind of a rolling six-month action plan. Well, that's it. Those are the six areas. I just want to review them again real quick. Why bother with goals? What if I failed so many times that I want to try again? What are the important areas of your life that need goals? What makes good goals? The importance of scheduling your goals. Make an action plan and stick with it. I hope your 2014 is your best year yet. Or if you're listening to this uh, in 2015 or 16, Regardless, I hope your future uh, is just all that you hope it will be, and I know it will happen if you set goals. Just a reminder, I'm available for coaching, individual consultation, uh, also for speaking. You can reach me at hansfinzel.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Can you also let me know uh, what you thought about this podcast? And it would be really cool if you could give me a review on iTunes. A positive review will help me spread the word and get other listeners. And uh, I'm here for you. I hope you'll take your leadership in this coming year to the next level. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. We can always take our leadership to the next level. I hope you keep listening and learning and that you go out there this week and make a difference with your leadership.